welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Made my introduce. Except for when I'm in. There's no crime in that. Just a couple. CJ Spiller. Ooh. Yes. Are you? I am. Are you? We. <laughs> yeah, we are. Our champions. My friends out there. Are you? I hope so. We'll keep fighting. How long? Just till the end. Good thing this is Dynasty, 365 days a year. Aha, there is no end. That's right. I came <laughs> out on top. Whew. You? I Yeah, I came out on top on in the Dynasty Nerds League. You, unfortunately, beat me in the RSO League, but that makes us both champions. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Uh, you can just call me champ. Yeah, you call me champion. <laughs> hey. Yes, yes. We both came out victorious. I went four for five. That's not bad, man. Yeah, four out of five title games. I am the champion. Came in second place in my high stakes league. It was a little weak sauce. But, you know. Hey, man, it is what it is. Still up a couple still, K. Yeah, I was going to say, it's still probably a nice little come up. That's right. Second. You won the Dynasty Nerds League. Back to back. Back to back. I've never won the, the Dynasty Nerds League back to back. That is hard to do. Actually, one other, only one other person has. You're right. And that's even more glorious. Yeah. That's, you're one step closer to being a dynasty if you win next year. Oh, my God. Nobody's done it. Can you be the first? I don't know. We'll see. Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> no pick I have in this draft? Uh, is it three? Yeah, it's the third. Yeah. I had a lot of injuries. Uh, the only reason I know that is because I have your third and fourth round pick, so I was keeping an eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have two first round picks, though, because thanks to Daniel Williams. Yeah, okay. uh, I won the RSO League. Yeah. You know what that means. That means free T-shirt. Somebody's getting a free T-shirt. Yeah. And guess what, folks? As of today, which is Tuesday, yes. the new Dynasty Nerd sheet shirts sheets you don't have sheets no get your own bedding oh wow we should do that (laughs) (laughs) that'd be glorious that was a brilliant idea but the new shirts are already up for pre-order nice that's right the tri-blend new dynasty nerd shirt shirts are up for pre-order and folks they are amazing Mm. the tri-blend shirt is like a whole nother stratosphere of shirt you're talking about playboy looking playgirl looking wow either way you want to flip it I mean, there's exciting. probably a little bit more, uh, less, a little bit less skin showing than a Playgirl. Uh, mm. I mean, my mom already thing. told me. Yeah. If you have it, flaunt it. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess Thanks, so. mom. But uh, something that broke during the week that we didn't announce on last week's pet podcast is we now have two colored shirts. Uh-huh. The black. We are now having a black shirt. They're super sweet. They are awesome looking. Uh, we ordered half and half. The black is sweet because it's it says in White Dynasty. You get the glasses really big. Check them out on DynastyNerds.com. If you don't want to buy one, which you should, support the podcast. Uh, get on there and check them out because they look really cool. Uh, right now, we just had the logo up. Once we get the shirts in, we're going to throw one of those bad boys on Matt, both of them. We're going to take a picture and throw on the website. Why Matt, you may ask? Well, he's in better shape than I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we'll just throw his body up there uh, compared to ours. But... Uh, the full shirt and how they actually sit on the flesh. These are 
very easy sitting shirts. Oh man, uh, they they'll so be up comfy. Right. next week again. If you know Cleveland Clo- Cleveland Clothing Company, that's the same brand, exact same T-shirts we yep. get in. Uh, so the new black shirts are really badass, man. They look they look sweet. I'm glad that we ended up doing that. Um, a, a second color. I have a feeling we're gonna sell the black ones pretty quickly. I think so, so quickly as soon as I put out the pre-order announcement, we sold out of the double XLs. Oh wow! Of the black, just the black. Yeah. The grays are still available. Okay. So get them while they're hot, people. I have a feeling the black ones are going to go quick. We'll have to make another order. <laughs> we ordered a lot of shirts. Yeah. But we do have because uh, we had a couple old orders that were sold out. They're converting to the new shirts too. So we have like seven open orders. Cool. So if you want to get your Dynasty Nerds T-shirt, get on DynastyNerds.com, click on Shop. And now you have multiple options. Any old shirts, I believe we have one medium and like maybe seven large left. We discount those two dollars to like fifteen bucks a shirt, something like that. So those are on sale. So if you want a little, you know, spend a little less cash, you can buy one of those. Still a sweet shirt, man. I think as the giveaway of being an RSO winner, Barn they send me the check. Right. But this is all Barn is me check. <laughs> right. I should give out. I had to follow through on my quote oh, at yeah. the very beginning of the year. You absolutely did, yeah. I don't think I should cheap out and give out the old shirt. No, no. I should go new shirt. I think new shirt for sure. And Matt had a great idea for this. They come up, they come to me every once in a while. Uh, I was like, who would we get the shirt out of? What kind of contest? And you're like, you know what? We should really support the people that have supported the site over the year when we had the shirts and hook them up with a new shirt. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. If you already bought an old shirt and you have one, either email me, rich at dynastynerds.com, or tweet at me, rich at dynasty. <laughs> At Dynasty Rich, a picture of you, of you in the shirt, and I'll pick one of you guys to send the new shirt to. Nice. That's fair, right? That's fair, um, for sure. Because then I'm kind of supporting like somebody that's already faithful, and they should deserve a new shirt, too, because new shirts are that sweet. I, They're really I that much better. They really are pretty cool. I was calling people that had, uh, instead of email, and I just made phone calls to the people who already bought the shirts. You know, I was like, hey, it's Rich from Dynasty Nerds. And I was like, well, what's up with the new shirts? I'm like, oh, they're so good. Yeah. And then when the, DJ, the one person, I believe her name was Melissa, she's like, well, you sold me. She's like, I'll take the new shirt. Uh, I'm like, all righty. But the new shirts, guys, I really can't emphasize how awesome they really are. And check out the black ones. You'll really enjoy them. And if you want to support the podcast, uh, again, that's the best way to do it is buy a T-shirt or just make a donation on the site. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, championship week, man. I feel really good. I'm pretty pumped, man. Uh, you know, it's great to go, you know, two years in a row in one league. and get to another championship as well. But now I have this big letdown too. Like there's no more fantasy football for right now. See, I'm pretty pumped that we're about to like, we're going to do a couple shows coming up. You know, we're going to do, I think coming up, uh, ADP right. by Lokes. Our ADP guys is breaking January 1st. Uh, we will have dynasty ADP. Thanks to at dynasty ADP, Kyle, uh, who does all our ADP. All the results will be up there for December starting January. And those will continue to do mock drafts all month long, every month of the year. Uh, and Kyle will be hosting those up, and we'll give you the results free on DynastyNerds.com. So we're going to do the, uh, in two weeks, we're going to do ADP by low, ADP by high. We'll do a rookie redraft. Might take two episodes to do that, maybe to get really into these rookies again and where they stand now going forward. Right. Because uh, there's going to be some big-time changes in that thing. Correct. Yeah. We'll do, you know, we'll probably do another team assessment uh, episode. Uh, what to watch at the combine because by then we'll be into the combine. Right, right. Then we're gonna do like probably a free agency. As I say, I, I think you're even missing the Senior Bowl, which is gonna be in there at some point. Senior as well. Bowl watch episode. We'll talk. We'll mention the Senior Bowl. Right. Um, I know. I know for like last year and the last couple of years though, like the Senior Bowl, like we don't really. There's not like always like a ton of good players there. We. It's, I know one. I know. I just remember that we want to do a whole episode on the Senior Bowl. 
And like when it came down to the production time, like it was like kind of like, oh, there's not really this much to talk about. No, but we'll mention the guys that are notable to to keep an eye on. For oh, that game. for sure. Yeah. We're for here on out, we'll keep you in depth on Dynasty Rookies. And again, if you're new to the show, which I know I get tweets all the time that say I just found your show for this season, our our bread and butter is our rookie coverage. I mean, we break down these rookies like you're not gonna get any other rookie podcasts out there. I I, I would argue our podcast against any ESPN, anybody other's podcast for Dynasty Rookies. Uh we break it down deep, deep in depth. Yeah, I mean, we go position. We just go like position uh, for like one position for a whole podcast. We'll just break down guys, and sometimes it takes two oh, or three yeah. podcasts most it, of the time. It's usually the QB episodes, one episode. Yeah. It's usually QB and then tight ends, and then running backs is usually two episodes, and receivers is always three episodes because right, there's so many. Yeah, and then we go and we do that multiple times because we do it before. You know, we do the like the combine. Want to watch the combine? We talk about the combine. And then after the NFL draft, we we go back into the rookies right. and we rank them because then we'll do a rookie we'll do a rookie mock draft episode as well. I look uh, forward to that too because man, that's a really good exercise, and I I want to encourage everybody once those we start like putting out rookie mock drafts to to really start partaking in those because it just helps you on draft day. So I mean, tremendously, yeah, it, it helps you out a ton. And and when 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 your own personal draft day actually comes and you've done a bunch of mock drafts on our site or or you know ones that we tweet out there's no there's no nerves involved you've done it so many times that you just kind of are going through another exercise and yeah and, and you really nail it and you know where you don't have to reach on a rookie right i.e like john brown last year right you know exactly. like i preached john brown and i loved him enough where i was willing to take him in the second round but i just knew i didn't have to take him in the second round for where he was going at the time for his adp and we will be doing rookie mock drafts as well and those will be up on the site as well um i know there's some stuff we've been talking to a programmer about like about potentially future like mock drafts apps and stuff along those lines rookies as well so again that's where when you buy t-shirts and your donations come to the site that's all the stuff that we look to do how to you know broaden our dynasty technology what we want to give you every asset possible i.e the podcast the website mock drafts everything to make you the best dynasty player I can't because I'm telling you when I get these tweets saying thank you, Rich, thank you, Dynasty Nerds for helping me this year. I won, you know, major part because of listening to you. You know, tons of people bringing up the Deion Sims. Uh, you know, Deion, thanks for Deion Sims. Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis. I'm yeah. sorry, Deion Lewis early. Um, but things on those lines, you know, just like guys that we told you to pick up along the way. So that's just kind of it's 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 just as satisfying sometimes. Oh yeah, just hearing that. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like you know, you helped somebody else win. Yep. Uh, those are kind of, those are like my favorite tweets that we get. Like, hey man, started listening to your podcast this year. Like, I saw one that uh, you retweeted. I think I retweeted it too. Like, just started listening this year, and it was like a startup thing. And he, the guy ended up winning. He was yeah, like, he just gave us a thanks. You know, it was, it was great. And again, off season. I'm telling you, man, our off season episodes are where the again that's bread and butter. In season, we talk about players to pick up. You know, we kind of walk you through through the season, give you our opinions. But like off seasons, where we break it down. That's mm-hmm. where like. You know, and sometimes in the off season, you can win and lose your league in the off season. Oh, big time, yeah. Trades you make, uh, again, ADP by lows, sell high, agent players, things along those lines. And again, mock drafts, rookie mock drafts. You you want to do that? You got to be able to hit that draft, man. And that's that's the best exercise I've ever had. I I mean, I was already pretty good at drafting, but I was always very anxious and and I mean, just like kind of I I didn't know exactly where guys were going until we started doing all these mock drafts and then everything really fell into place quite quite quickly actually once we started doing a lot of mock drafts yeah and i love to do it too where 
I love to do like mock drafts early and like really get on top of like what these people are saying about these guys early. Right. Right. What are people saying to people about these guys before the actual NFL draft, before the combine? Then I like to hear what they say. You know, I, just, I like to make a note of that. Like, hey, this guy's here. This guy's ranked here in the mock draft. He went here, here, and here. All right. And then after the NFL draft, where the NFL teams take them, you know, all of a sudden now there's a new ADP. Like, your ADP changes drastically. Guys like Bishop Sankey skyrocket up the charts, right? And your rankings change because of need of an NFL team where they're drafted in the NFL draft. And now things change drastically. So I like to take that and the first one and look at them. Like, hey, this guy went in the first round of my rookie draft real high back in February, back in March. Right. And here I am in June, and now he's going, like, third round. What's, you know? what's changed? What's changed? And like really, in those only, yeah, the only thing that changed was where the, he got picked. In the NFL draft. Right. Now, those guys are usually smart. You know what I mean? Those guys, NFL GMs, are usually pretty smart. Right. Except for unless you're Ray Farmer. But for the most part, most of those guys, most of them are pretty smart. Burn. But, like, for a prime example, like, and this happened to me. You know, if you did the dra- mock drafts in February, Isaiah Correll was going top six, right? right? Yep. Come back June, Isaiah Correll's going late second, right. mid- third round of your rookie draft. If you did that exercise, you'd be like, why is this going here? I trade back up to the last pick of the first round to take Terrence West. Ter- Isaiah Correll goes in late in the third. Now, like, Isaiah Correll's not somebody I want to really, like, build my roster around, but he holds way more value than... Terrence West. Yeah, so if you were to take him in the second round and say... To, uh, you know, over somebody else, or not even take Terrence West because you're concerned about Isaiah Correll. Right. The exercise would have worked for you. Yep. You know, where guys slip. Um, so, what about some guys this week that kind of they had big weeks to help you win? Some kind of guys like out of nowhere, like Tim Hightower. Tim Hightower was a big one. Um, I know personally for me, I, I've run into a ton of injuries at the running back position, um, and I I was forced to start Frank Gore in, in my in my championship game came it, up huge and it, it worked out great for me I, he scored i think 23 points or somewhere yeah, right around 85 there. rushing yards two touchdowns right i mean it's pretty much his biggest game of the year definitely definitely man and it was right when i needed it huge and if you were starting frank gore it's because you kind of had to i, I, I know i, I told to. a couple people to start frank gore this week as I mean, well i mean guys that were on my ir in that in that league um it was mark ingram it was thomas rawls it was Dion lewis and um, Jonathan Stewart also was in- injured. So, I mean, I couldn't start DeMarco Murray. That was another guy that I Hell had. Hell no. So, I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Ronnie Hillman or Frank Gore. So, I went, I went Frank with Gore, Gore. And it, it worked out beautifully. And you won because of it. Yeah, Tough absolutely. decisions. Yeah. Almost like, a, and almost like it's nice because it made your choice easier as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely did. I mean, I, I almost had no choice. I wasn't going to start Hillman because they've been doing so much, so many uh timeshare type of thing so went with it yeah and i lost you know with tim hightower i lost my high stakes league because of it and we had a wacky waiver wire thing which i think we're gonna change next year but doesn't do many favors this year but tim hightower had 30 points huge now you know that's a couple weeks in a row so here's my question when it comes to tim hightower what does this say about mark ingram um i mean mark ingram was like the number two running back in the whole league I agree, but what does this say? I mean, Tim Hightower's had multiple good games here in a row now since he stepped in for Mark Ingram. Does this show us that Mark Ingram's, Ingram's maybe just another guy? Um, I Nothing think they, overly I think they, special? I think they definitely have a good, good, obviously a good run-blocking yeah. offensive line, if I that's agree. what you're asking. But he's also locked up there for the next few years, so I'm not worried about it. I mean, it. Do you, you don't see any dynasty value in Tim Hightower, do you? No. I mean, this is a guy that didn't even play for a couple of years. 
And yeah, but he back. wasn't he wasn't horrible like either. He just he kind of fell off because of injury. He was like a he was like a, a up and coming kind of stashed guy for Arizona there for a little while. Yeah, I mean he had a couple almost like this. He had a couple moments. Right. So I mean for Tim Hightower, like I'm if I can get anything for Tim Hightower, I'm selling right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that you're going to, but if you can, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You never. I guess you never know. But. And if you go off the stats, he's looked pretty terrific. Yeah. But he he came up big. Frank Gore came up big. Uh, how about Julio? Oh man, that was a man monster catch. game. That was a man's catch oh. over that, over uh, Keekly. That was pretty sweet, man. Yeah, he he came. Those are kind of guys that you need to come up big, and they came up big. Yeah, you know, even AJ Green scored against Denver. He came up big for you. Did you um, watch any of that game? Yes, I did. I was totally baffled. Why were they? They were leaving him one on one for like the whole first half of that game. I didn't get to catch the second half of the game, but. I, it was just baffling to me. Like I've never, I haven't seen AJ Green get like that much single coverage in one quarter. I think the Broncos kind of fall into some of the dynasty community, and they're kind of like sleeping AJ on AJ Green. Yes, man. I feel like AJ Green. I know we had this conversation last week about like Allen Robinson, and I did move Allen Robinson ahead of AJ Green strictly because I think of a fan because the fantasy point value it's close enough. I'll take the age on a weekly basis because Allen Robinson showed me that he could put up 15 fantasy points every single week, which is what he did. Yeah, every I mean, single I, week. I do. I like. I mean, I I like Allen. Robinson. I'm not there. Yeah, but I, I like mean, Allen Robinson. But he's. I don't think he's better. I don't think he's a better dynasty prospect than AJ Green, though. So I do, just because of out of youth. I think. I just think they're pretty. Like for production wise, I think they're close enough where I'll take the extra years. But I just think how many extra years is it? Like three? No, like five, six, four. No, come on, four, at least four. Talking out your butt right now, but. I mean, AJ Green to me falls in that category of like in the dynasty community. What I see, like people just don't really like. Even when he goes to these mocks, like people don't really appreciate Jeremy Green. I mean, AJ Green. I said, Jer- I said Jeremy Green because I, I feel the same way about like Jeremy Macklin. You know, I made this tweet like last week. I like nobody really appreciates Jeremy Macklin. I think he, I feel like Jeremy Macklin to me is one of the most underappreciated dynasty players. I can get on board with that. He is very under underappreciated. You know, he had over a thousand yards this year. I like. I did like him. really well. Yeah. I, I'm a big Mac, and I said at the beginning of the year, I thought people were sleeping on Macklin. I still thought he was going to do really well, even in Kansas City. And people were like, oh, he hasn't thrown a touchdown. Well, he has Dwayne Bow. Okay, right. You know, Jeremy Macklin's a hell of a receiver. So I and again, as, as we know, Dwayne Bow is not here in Cleveland. No. Yeah, we know absolutely all, not. All five catches for 53 yards of his. I won a couple leagues with Jeremy Macklin on my roster. He's just somebody I just feel like. In a dynasty rookie startup, you can get in like a third round, and you're getting almost a wide receiver one in the third round. You know what I mean? Like he's somebody that I'd feel really good about. If I'm go receiver, 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 and then you can end up with your third receiver being Jeremy Macklin, you're in a pretty good place. Uh, yeah, that's a, I mean that's a really good place. Definitely um, have a late pick. Like you, you took AJ Green because people are sleeping on AJ Green, and it comes back and you get somebody another good receiver there, uh, another young one. But then comes already back. I'd assume like the ADP will be out in January. I, I can't wait to see where Jeremy Macklin falls. On ADP, but I feel like he's really underappreciated. I feel like he's somebody you could buy in a dynasty league for more than a fair price. You know what I mean? I oh think yeah, you'd win the trade. I think I think you definitely get a fair price on and like a yes. He Jeremy made, Jeremy Macklin is undervalued by yes. the general public, and I, I think AJ Green falls in that category where you can in a dynasty league you can go out and get AJ Green for less than what he's worth. You know what I mean? Like you, he's not coming as cheap as Jeremy Macklin, but the player you'd have to give up wouldn't be as bad. You know what I mean? Like I bet somebody would consider like, you know, Devontae Freeman something for AJ Green. Like I give me AJ Green. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a broad, it's yeah, a broad yeah, subject. Yeah, very, very, very broad. So yeah, I, I was just also looking up ages, and Alan Robinson is five years younger than. Yeah, so you approximately. Yeah, so you understand what I'm, an up-and-coming offense. Again, I'm not saying uh, Alan Robinson is a better talent than AJ Green. It's not just because of what he did this year. I mean, we spoke very highly of uh, Alan Robinson when he was coming out. I loved Alan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we both did. I remember in Halloween of the year before coming out, I was talking about how much I wanted the Browns to draft Alan Robinson. I was telling, I remember talking to Ant Dyson and Mike saying, hey, you know who was one of my favorite receivers coming out of this draft? And I was like, Alan Robinson. So, the fact that he actually transitioned to the NFL and has already shown me now that he could put up huge points on a weekly basis, it just shows me like, I love them both, but if I had, if I'm starting in a startup draft right now, right, like I'd rather have Allen Robinson. Again, this is stuff we hit on last week, but right. I think when you're looking at rankings, those are kind of some things you kind of got to take you know got to take a look at. And if you're like torn on a guy, you know we have our rankings there too. But remember, rankings are always just there to kind of assist you in your kind of opinion to see where you're kind of at as well. But yeah. if you're torn between the two, I think you should always kind of take age into a you know effect for dynasty. If you're torn between the two. If you're torn. Uh, yeah, I agree. Which I am. I'm kind of torn between the two, which made me move. After our conversation last week, I went in and redid my rankings. I moved Allen Robinson and AJ Green. But they're like neck and neck. So there's not really like a there's right There's not a wrong. huge def- differentiation between no. the two. Right. It's just, it's just five years from now, you're going to be like, ooh, I'm glad I took Allen Robinson. Now, five years in Dynasty League is a lifetime. I mean, five years in, in my life is a long time. So, yeah. True. I, I mean, guess. It's yeah. Five yeah. years. Yeah, it is. It's like 1,500-something days, 1,600-something days. It's a lot of days. I mean, my whole team could be different in five years. Most teams are different in five years. It's kind of hard. It's crazy if you look back on your dynasty team like three years ago. Like, and go, like, go into the last, like, if you're in the playoffs or, like, in the middle of the year, look at your, go back and click on the league and look at what your starting lineup compared to what it is now. Yeah. I mean, it looks drastically different. Even for me next year, like, I'm going into it, like, I'm I'm excited about Stefan Diggs next year. I'm excited. You know, I have Jeremy Macklin. I got Brandon Cooks. You know, those are all, besides Macklin, pretty young guys. Oh, yeah those, are, yeah, those are nice building blocks for sure. You know, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, those are like my kind of, definitely running backs. That, that situation changes drastically. Oh, and I did a poll on Twitter. Okay. Speaking, of, I know we're kind of going all over the place here. Lay it on me. But uh, I did a poll on Twitter, 400 votes, right? I said, what rookie would you want to build around? Which one would you take first? And this, I was going to say, I was assuming that, you know, you had a third pick here. So that kind of named my top four, what I'm going to assume is going to go into rookie redraft. And I had uh, David Johnson. I had Kevin White. I had Devontae Parker. And I also had, uh, it was Thomas Rawls. Okay. So 407 votes I had in that, right? 55%. Again, we, we talk about this every week because it's always the hot hand took david johnson wow yeah i voted Devonte parker that's that's a really tough question the other ones were really close 14 percent for thomas rawls yeah 17 percent for Devonte parker 14 percent for kevin white and then 55 percent for david johnson that's definitely just the hot hand type of oh, thing going on. It's there. funny how that works. That, but that's why I asked. That's why I asked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. I, I, I had a feeling it was going to be David Johnson, but I was. I want to see who was thinking clearly. Right. Three weeks ago, that would have been completely different. Like oh, it would have been Thomas Rawls, Rawls when he was healthy been, for sure. Right, right. Far and away, would have won that one. And here's what I'm saying. Silly talk is, I'm still taking Devontae Parker. You know who I'm taking second? Kevin White. Kevin White. I think I would. I think I would still be flip flopped. I still want Kevin White. I still like. I still like that guy. Yeah, but I remember I was I had Parker ahead of Kevin White I know, before, anyways. I know, right. 
And that's what I was telling people. It was like close enough for me. Even David Johnson. Like if you took David Johnson ahead of Kevin White, I get that because you saw David Johnson. I'm going to admit, David Johnson looks. Oh yeah, he looks great. We talked about it last week. Yeah. He looks terrific. We I mean, yeah, we talked about how we were we were wrong about that guy. Yeah, to not know. think he was in between the tackles runner right. and whoop, whoopsie. Yeah, he looks pretty good, man. Yeah, but Devontae Parker. I mean, he's showing me coming after his injury already after missing early the whole year that he can be a playmaker. Yeah, love me some Devontae Parker. And the Kevin White factor, he's still bit kind of based off my arguments earlier in the year. It's kind of like a raw athlete. So and we see tons of those guys, i.e., you know, example of Corderell Patterson. Right. I don't think Kevin White's like that by any means. No, neither do I. But you know what I mean? Like, I already have NFL tape on Devontae oh, Parker. No, I, that, that's usually my exact argument is that I've actually seen that. You know, that's why I usually argue for the older guys, the more experienced guys, not older, but guys that have been in the league a few years over guys that have been, only been in the league one year, my argument is usually, A, I've got tape on these guys. I know what they can do in the NFL. But in this instant, I I guess I still have the rookie, like, rose-colored glasses on for Kevin uh-huh. White because I haven't seen him at all. And I, I just remember how much. You like that upside. Uh, yeah, I really like the, the upside with that guy. Definitely had the most wow factor. And the most wows out of all the rookie tape I watched last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I sure. still am going by. That's what I'm going back to. Oh, I still remember it. I remember yeah. saying that multiple times on the podcast. Like, dude, wow, man, that Kevin White tape is unreal. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's just I liked Devontae Parker before. Again, this is also because you build around young receivers. It's just that simple, really. I mean, these, these running backs are plug and plays. I mean, look, we mentioned you can take guys like Tim Hightower, Jarek McKinnon, Mike Gillisey. Mike Gillisley, yeah, no kidding. You know, mm-hmm. Carlos Williams, who you could have got late. These are all guys you could have started this week and won your league handily. These guys all put up big numbers, right? Uh, yeah, big time. Again, again, when we say build around young receivers, and this is obviously a startup. It's just a, it's like a stable way to make sure your team gets a longevity, I think, is, is why you really want to build around those yeah. guys. Like if you don't have receivers, that becomes the number one priority no matter how bad you need a running back. You need the receiver. Because you're not going to win without the receiver anyways. Right. And again, you, it's because these running backs are plug-and-play guys. I mean, there's not a lot of receivers you could have gone out there and picked up that could have really helped you out this year. You know, maybe Dontrell Inman. But again, we were talking Dontrell Inman last year at the end of the podcast as a, as a late-year stash. That's right. And if you played him this week, he came out, he came out pretty well. He scored a touchdown for you. Right. I mean, there was, there's only a couple guys, I think, that came out of nowhere. This, I mean, like Willie Sneed, I think, is going to crack the 1,000-yard mark with like another... 60 yards or something yeah he like fits that. that mold yeah i think he was and we mentioned him early in the year we did as a pickup right um but other than that i can't really think of too many wide receivers off the top of my head that kind of came out of nowhere and running week. backs are a dime a dozen the, i mean dude, you, you can make, like, even the guys that you can't pick up the yeah. waiver wire like late late round stashes to help you win the ship like by ll pal that you know you actually plug and kind of play in there i know you, i mean steven ridley even got a few yards in that game Jeez. can't even believe he's still out there no kidding um so, but does yeah. that pull, does that pull kind of shock you? Like, it it doesn't shock me because he's the hot hand in the dice game, right? That's what it is. But again, I mean, th- those are I I, I want to bring it up because those are the kind of mistakes that cost you in the long run you, by living you, on those moments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, same thing as selling high. I saw another tweet down out there. Some guy asked, like, "What would you take for Nelson Algalore?" And everybody said, "I'd give a mid third. Uh, another guy said, I, "Everybody else said a second. I said late first. Yeah, I'd absolutely. get for him." Again, same thing. Had a big drop for the touchdown. People, he he's a perfect buy low candidate. Then, if that's what people are thinking, I'll yeah. give up a second round for Nelson Aguilar. So many people are so quick to judge these rookies in year one. 
Right, when they're not like Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's a horrible mistake. It's a really bad mistake. I feel like we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but apparently, from what I see on Twitter, we have to keep bringing it back up. I mean, look at a guy like uh, DGB. Like, he's had like a really up and down. Like, he didn't catch any balls this past week. So what, everyone's going to like sell him take on him and then go sell yeah, I'll, give, I mean, I'll like, give you a mid-second for yeah him. i mean like that's you can't be like that you have to be uh, you have to have a long a long-term outlook on these guys and the long-term outlook is like a three-year thing it's not like a one-year thing it's not like a two-game thing like i mean david johnson's had like four games or three games that he, yeah he's looked I mean, terrific in those three games but he's also on a really good team he's on a really good team he's in a really good situation right now which who knows what it's going to be like when Chris Johnson comes back and, and Andre Ellington's there as well. Yep. I mean, that this great situation might turn into a three-headed monster that where no one's getting any value. That being said, I think David Johnson's here to stay. So, I mean, so do I, I do, I'm but again, saying. it's just one injury away, and then Chris Johnson's a hot hand. You think they're going to stop that playing the hot hand? They don't at running back. They always play the hot hand. Right. And you can make this so... Would you call me a smart dynasty guy if I said, come in, hey, Tim Hightower just you know had three games in a row where he's done pretty well. Give me, uh, give me Melvin Gordon. Uh, that would be horrible. I'll give you Tim Hightower. You give me Melvin Gordon, which I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Melvin Gordon the first round of a rookie startup draft, probably. I wouldn't either. Yeah, I think he's a second round startup guy. Right yeah, I trade up for him to the third. Bit, so yeah. there, else. Yeah, but you know what I mean. As, so here's a, like a good thing you should probably do now that the season's over. You know, unless you're like us basking in the glory of a championship. I'm just gonna bask for like a few more days. I'm basking for a week because I'm leaving on Saturday. Oh, that's right. I'm going to. Hey, I just won a championship. Guess where I'm going? Oh, man, you're going to Disney World. So that does remind me, I got to record an episode. I debated. I was like, should we just not do an episode? And I was like, hell no. We do an episode every week. This is Dynasty. We need one every week. So this, for next week's episode, I'm just going to record like a half hour episode solo. I know you guys love my solo episodes. Yes, they do. Uh, We're going to record something. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'll probably do some tweets. I'll figure it out. I have here until New Year's Day to figure it out. Uh, so next week's episode will be a little bit shorter because I will be in Disney World with the kids, with the wife, having a great first time there. Yeah, I, I've never been there. Can't wait! Can't yeah. wait to shake Mickey Mouse's hand. Yeah, can't wait. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, I guess for a high pitched voice kind of guy. <laughs> so that's what that 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 we're gonna do. So that's what I'm gonna do in my glory. But if you're not going to Disney World, right, and you didn't win, but this even revolves if you did win, I would take that approach. And now maybe not everybody's a savvy. In a dynasty league, but I get this is obviously it's it's the proof is in the pudding. I would look back at the first round, guys like Melvin Gordon, guys like Nelson Algalore, guys like Kevin White, and see what you can get them for now. I or I mean I already did that earlier in the year on Mel, uh on White. Did you? Yeah, just kind of put some feelers out. I didn't even get responses. Oh, for well, that's for trade offers. I would say the dynasty league. Right. We've all been playing for fifteen years. <laughs> I got, it was it was that league and another league that we do also. Okay, so, well that, that league is like four years old. Yeah, something like that. So they're getting a little bit more. They're getting more savvy. Yeah, but like the nerds. That's what I love about like that's why like you winning back to back like it's a great accomplishment because to win it is hard. Like there's a lot of good teams in it. It's just hard to win that league. Uh, one little mistake, not starting somebody the right, it's going to cost you. Right. But not everybody in your league is like that. Not, so, yeah, not everyone in every league is, is that savvy. These are guys you yep. want to try to acquire and sit on. I mean, if right now everybody's saying that, hey, I'd, I'd take a second for Nelson Aguilar, go give your second away. Yeah. And do that stuff now because this rookie class isn't as sweet as last year. Right. So take a look at the first-round guys that went in your rookie draft. Uh, maybe there's guys that you took in your second round that might you know, like, or maybe just give them for a second round this year. 
Maybe you can give up a second and a third round. I'd be completely okay with that. To get a first-round guy from last year, one, they're in the system a little bit longer. Uh, they're in the NFL a little bit longer, and they have more time to learn. Right. So even guys like Melvin Gordon, there's no reason to think that the the Chargers who invested, who traded up in the first round, took this guy like 13th overall, aren't going to see with the, with the worst offensive line in all football. They had the most offensive linemen, different offensive linemen on their line all season long, aren't going to try and find a way to protect this investment and get the most out of their investment. To me, that doesn't even, I can't believe, I still can't believe that they never like invest in their offensive line with, I mean, arguably one of the least mobile quarterbacks in the whole league. Yeah. And they don't have, they don't have guys to protect them. They're going to have, I think now they're going to have to, right? You would think. I guess I've been thinking that for years. Right. Yeah. So they're going to have to do that. Maybe they're going to move too, but they have to, and they have Keenan Allen coming back. That'll help the passing game a little bit next year. I think Dontrell Inman shown that he could be a wide receiver too. Yeah, I right think around so. there. Yeah, and I can see honestly, I can see them drafting another receiver. Are you talking as about well. for their team, not for fantasy? Yeah, for yeah. the NFL. Yeah, wise. Yeah. So, but again, Melvin Gordon, somebody who everybody's down on right now. If you can get him for a second, it's certainly worth the gamble. You know, uh, Brashad Perriman. You know who's 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 catching the ball next year in Baltimore. Kamar Aiken. I don't know. Probably not Brashad Perriman. Steve Smith. That's true. <laughs> Kamar Aiken. He's some of the guys that came out. He helped me win. A chip like Kamar Aiken really. Kamar Aiken was a big, big we, time pickup. We talked about him yeah. last week as well, like how yep. great of a pickup he is. I and forgot, somebody I, I would I try to get about him. Yeah. Again, he's somebody. If I can get for a second round pick, I'm giving that second round pick in a second. Yeah, Kamar Aiken. He's in a great situation because Steve Smith is coming back next year, and Brashad Perriman will obviously be back. But Steve Smith is a stop gap. He'll. I mean, I'd be surprised if he made it through all next year as well. True. So when you get older, your bones get brittle. Yeah, I mean, he's why gotta, you got to drink your milk. He's got to drink his milk for sure. I need to drink more milk. I drink a lot of milk, actually. I got to start eating better. Yeah, you do. I'm getting older. You're looking like a tubby piece of goo. Well, I'm moving. No, <laughs> no. When you're, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I got tomorrow, I'm getting my uh, keys to my new house. There you go. Bought a new house. Moving on up. Moving on up. It's going to be fun how we can do the podcast when we transition from studio to studio. We'll see. You don't think I'm going to get? I'm just happier because it's closer to my house. It is closer to your house. <laughs> We're going to have a bigger studio. You know what I want to get? A Dynasty Nerds fathead to put in the background. Oh, that'd be on the wall. sweet. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. So if we ever do anything like via like video, yeah, yeah. put that in the background. I think I'm going to order one. What do you think of that? I think that's a great idea. Me too. I'm going to do it this week. Sweet. Maybe when I'm on the plane. Enough about me. Uh, enough about you, honestly. Um, so. No, so we mentioned guys like Carlos Williams sold. Or not sold? I think Carlos Williams a player, yeah. I like him. Yeah. I like him. I do. I like Shady McCoy, too, but I think they're going to make a nice one-two punch. I think Shady could use somebody like him to keep his legs fresh. I don't think he's going to have a ton of value as long as Shady is healthy and running the ball. But I think um, I think he's one of those guys that's that could be just waiting in the wings. And he might not even get his opportunity in Buffalo, but I think he's shown enough that... Um, you know, once his rookie rookie contract expires, he might move on and be, become a feature back. I feel like by the time that comes around, like Shady will be about done. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, he's just he's a rookie, right? You're talking four year contract. He's good to go. Yeah, I, guess I think you're right. he. I think he has a chance. Like he'll be he'll do enough there to show us. Hey, I just hope he doesn't turn into like the Kristen Michael guy. You know what I mean? Or one of those guys that ooh, once he gets his chance, I hope he's like Michael the Burner Turner. You know that's what I mean? that's exactly what I was. Th- picturing in my head um kind of reminds me of michael turner a little me, bit doesn't he yeah a little big bit. bruiser who's fast right 
I like him. What about Mike Gillisey? He's kind of he'll obviously be third in a depth chart. Uh, I think he's shown great flashes here. I'm uh, he's a big play guy. I I picked him up in the one league. I'd sell high. I mean, I would sell high too, but I at, at where I am, I'll probably just hold on to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, but I mean, I'd, I'd sell high. I think the only his only value is if somebody gets hurt. Now, running backs get hurt all the time. You need those kind of guys on your roster. But if I can get a second round pick from Mike Gillisey, I'm taking it. Oh, I mean, I would sell him a heartbeat for a second round pick. I just didn't think I could get a second round pick for. Him. Perfect. I'll give you my second round pick for my Gillis. Sold. Sorry, I don't have a second round pick. I traded away. <laughs> In a dynasty I'll take league? I'll take your third and your fourth. Oh wait, Ooh, you I've that already too. got them. God, I oh god, I messed it. See what desperation sometimes. It's a perfect example, man. I tried to get desperate. I needed a running back bad. I gave up Eric Decker and my third and fourth for Chris Ivory. Sounds I wish I could have that one back. Everyone gets desperate. I don't need receivers though. I still kind of need Chris Ivory. Just hope he doesn't get ruled out next year uh, via the NFL draft. Who else had a really big game this week? Um, Jordan Reed. Oh, yeah. He's Talk about something that came up huge in the playoffs for you. Three monsters in a row. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that'll just, you could ride that guy right through into your championship. Yeah, right? pretty much. Yep. Now, I saw another question on Twitter. People did a poll like, what, what, what's your number one tight end after Gronk? And the options were Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson. Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert. Hmm. Am I missing something on anything you'd add into that list? Um, I mean, big play Gare, Gare Bear in the house. He's just 30, though. That's the only <laughs> just, big thing, though. But I'm just kidding. Man. I got that. And uh, What about, like, Julius Thomas? I think he has really – I mean, he obviously started the year slowly because he, was, he wasn't playing at the beginning of the year. He wouldn't fit in at it for me. Okay. Uh, personally, and this was a tweet from at Dynasty Corey, one of our writers, put this out there. I think it was a great question because I think the tight end landscape changed pretty drastically this year. Oh, for uh, with sure. Gary Barnage yeah, entering yeah. it. But uh, out of those, there's 222 votes. There's a tie for first place, and it was Jordan Reed and Tyler Eifert. Yeah, yeah. Both received 37%, then Travis Kelsey, and then Greg Olson, which I understand. Cause I, I mean, Greg Olson for me kind of falls into that Gary Barnage kind of category with, and Julius Thomas kind of category okay somebody who's really good will help you out but not you know he's a little older not something i'm overly excited about but jordan reed again we preached his name we both loved him you know his concussions really worried us a little bit uh but i mean he looks tremendous yeah man he's looked he's looked like a big time playmaker for him i mean especially obviously him and kirk cousins kind of starting to develop a really nice chemistry towards the end of the year i mean i think in general kirk cousins has been playing really well at the end of the year. It seems like really once, well. Once he's gonna they, get paid. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. I mean, once they kind of really, really committed to him, I think he's his his slope has just been going up. You know, like his his play has just been. We flip flopped on that guy multiple times last year. There's one point we said, okay, he's gonna start for a while, and I'm like, yeah. ooh, no, Kirk Cousins for us. Yeah, but uh, out of those guys that I named there again, I can't think of another young tight end to throw in there. I can't either. Really see at the top of the charts, but so if I had to say, give me. You're doing a dynasty startup. You to do some tight end rankings here. Okay. Okay. Obviously, Gronk's number one, far and away, right? Right. Who are you taking number two? Um, at this juncture, probably Eifert. Me too. Yeah, he's my I, number two t- tight end. Which I mean, obviously, he's been dinged up the past few weeks, and that's been my biggest concern about like actually moving him up was him getting injured. But he's been playing so well; it's hard to ignore. And he's got an injury history as well. That's what I mean. Like that's why I did. That's why I was hesitant to initially put him up as high as you had. You'd been putting him up there all year. Uh-huh. I was kind of worried that you know, like oh, I think this guy's going to get injured. He always gets injured, and 
here he is dinged up at the end of the year, but he played so well for like the majority of the year that it's hard to ignore that. Yeah, and him and I mean him and and that's the thing with all these tight ends after Gronk, even Gronk has some question marks when it comes to injury, that they're all somewhat questionable. You know what I mean? Like you you can make your case against him. Like one more concussion for Jordan Reed, he could be dead. You know, I mean, he's out of the league. Right. And then there, I mean, there's Julius Thomas who seems to like twist an ankle like every single year and miss multiple games. So all these guys have got something. Actually, Greg Olson's been pretty durable. He's been consistent. Just not, he's not more of a, he's consistent is what you want, but he's not much of a big play kind of guy. You get a couple of those scattered there, but he's more like, hey, here's 10 points, here's 12 points more touchdown dependent where these guys are big play guys scoring multiple touchdowns like Eifert, Jordan Reed. So we both would take uh, Tyler Eifert number two. Are you safe to put Jordan Reed now in your number three? Would it be Travis Kelsey? No, it's still Kelsey. I, I, I'm i closer to putting Kelsey to number two than I am to putting Jordan to number three. I, the only thing that worries about Kelsey is like, I just feel he's so underutilized in Kansas City. You know what I mean? It's like, he has all the talent in the world. I like Travis Kelsey a lot. You know what I mean? He was my number three tight end going into this year. Right. And uh, Jimmy Graham was number two going into the year. Jimmy Graham's, he's dropped down significantly for me. I take Gary Barnage over Jimmy Graham. Uh, <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm just telling you, man. All right. I'm just telling you, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But okay. for me, I would take, I feel like I like the upside of Jordan Reed enough who's going to finish the year right now. He's a number two overall tight end, fantasy tight end. That I would take Jordan Reed. To Delaney Walker, by the way. Yeah, and Delaney Walker, he's one of those guys that I, I'm never going to give him the credit he's due. He's I'm Fug- sorry. He's Fugazi. Yeah, he, I'm just, Total. I'm sorry. I'm selling high on Delaney Walker if I can, if I could afford to. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan Reed, I just feel like right now with, you know, Garcon older, Deshaun Jackson older, Kirk Cousins has a nice rapport with them. They're going to resign Kirk Cousins. Jordan Reading ain't going anywhere. I just feel like he has more consistent big play ability to the offensive offense he's in and the quarterback he plays with. I mean, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. I just feel like I feel like the seal, you're going to get more big games from Jordan Reed than you are Travis Kelsey. Consi- you know what I mean? Like this past three weeks, you've got big games. Yeah. Again, he finished. Yeah. I mean, he finished. Now he finishes year as number two overall tight end. But of course, he's had three monster weeks in a row. <sighs> I can't. I'm not ready to do it. You, you've almost convinced me, but I, I don't think I'm ready to do it yet. I, I think I still like Kelsey. It's a win-win situation. But I mean, talk about tight end. You know, I think right now the number one rookie tight end coming out is Hunter Henry. Uh, but besides, I mean, tight end. It's such like a. It's abysmal such a hard, place, it's man. such a hard position to find, man. Because it's really like Gronk and then everybody else. You know who I do, I have liked, and I wanted to mention um, Tyler Croft filling in for Tyler Eifert. Looked pretty good. He looked pretty decent in the past few games. Just, I mean, they don't, they haven't used him a ton, but when they have, he, he's he's looked pretty decent. Yeah, he was my number three uh, rookie tight end, I believe, coming into the year for me, right behind uh, uh, Max Williams and uh, uh, who's the other guy had on there? Uh, Clive. Yeah, Clive Walford. So I had Tyler Croft number three, even though Eifert was there. But at the time, we, we didn't know Eifert was going to come out here and explode like he did. Yeah, be I mean, a I, I, I end. yeah, I ended up draft, drafting Tyler Croft. That's why I kind of had a close eye on him when he was playing. Yeah, and anytime a rookie tight end shows me anything, Bonus. my ears are perked. Right, absolutely. And, yeah. he's, and he's big. Like, he's 6'6", six, six, like, like right around 250. He's like Tyler Eifert. Right. He's athletic. Yep. So, yeah, Tyler Croft. I mean, remember, Tyler Croft got drafted high. Like, he was like a third-round pick, too, he I was, believe. He was a third-round pick. Yeah, yeah. so... 
you know, notes out there. If Tyler Croft's a free agent in your dynasty league, obviously we don't know how your league's set up. He's a he's a nice stash. He's definitely somebody that I would grab on the waiver grab right here at the end of the year off the waiver wire. Yeah, there's no there's no guarantee that Eifert's going to resign there when he's a free agent. Right after his free agency, they might see what they hey we got Tyler Croft. He's not an injury prone. Let's move on and keep him. Yep. You know, I agree. so I think Croft's a great. I agree with you. That's a good. Uh, I, when I was watching that game, I was like, man, I got to mention Tyler Croft on the podcast, and I would have completely forgot if you didn't make that mention. But after that guy, I mean, you got a couple lot of old guys on here. I mean, Delaney Walker, eh. Gary Barnes, I like, but he is 30. Greg Olson's older. You know, Ben Watson finishes a tight end, top 10 tight end this year, but I don't want anything to do with Ben Watson. Jason Witten, I don't want anything to do with. Zach Ertz has come on strong the last couple weeks. Had a really big game this week. Um, over yes. 20 points. Yeah, I played against him. I was kind of crapping myself there for a minute. But that's it. I mean, there's not really a lot like to get excited about that. I mean, honestly, the only guys that I feel really good about on my team is if I have Tyler Eifert, Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, or Rob Gronkowski. Right. I wanted to make a quick little side note um, about a comment I made earlier. I was actually looking at um, the second half of the year when I said Delaney Walker had done better than um, Jordan Reed. Uh-huh. It was just that I was looking at the second half of the year's stats. So that's why I said Delaney Walker was above him, but he's not. He's not. Nope. Oh, I could have told you that. I don't need no stats. Well, I was looking at them incorrectly. I need these two things between my ears. All right. My eyes. I was going to say. In my brain. What are these two things? Nostrils. Nostrils? Got to br- those two. To breathe? I don't have a great sense of smell. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, but tight end. Ugh. That's why I preach it so much. And that's why I made that move in our uh, I, I in mean, our league. I gave up uh, D'Angelo Williams, Michael Crabtree, and somebody else uh, for Tyler Eifert. I mean, I'm, I literally pick one, at, at least one every single year. It's a good gamble to make. You'll Just hear, keep picking them. You'll hear that every, I think, I think we make that comment like every two months on yeah. the podcast. Just keep picking them. I usually go third or fourth round. Um, I, sometimes multiple third, the third, fourth and, and fifth round. I mean. Yeah. I always, I tell you, I, I say the same thing all the time, man. Like take a tight end every year. Yep. They're worth the gambles. And that's why Mike took Clive Walford. A lot of people gave Mike a lot of slack. Because he took Clive Walford in the second round this oh, year. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, well, we did. Yeah. But I remember when it came out, like people, gave, a lot of people was like, ooh, Walford in the second, huh? Because he was going everywhere in like late third in everybody else's drafts. And Mike's like, I don't think I could have got him in the third round where I picked. So I took him here. Right. And I'm a believer. And we all liked Walford a lot. A lot of it because Mike put us on him a lot as well. And he's turned out like he looks like he's going to be a player, right? Absolutely, yeah. So for a second round pick, hey, nice. Totally worth it, yeah. Mike. Mike proved himself right once again. Uh, we, we did forget to mention that Mike actually won a league also. He won his dynasty league so, as well. Yeah, he was in another league that we weren't in, but uh, but he ended up winning that. So. He texted me at 6 a.m. this morning. He's like, you won, Matt won, and I won. Well, I saw him at the gym at 4 in the morning. So, yeah, we had that same conversation. Oh, nice. Yeah. 4 in the morning. Yeah. You guys, are, oh, you guys are insane. Yep. I went to bed at 2 last night. Well, I went to bed at 10. <laughs> I, drank a, I drank a cup of coffee at 7 p.m. and it was, that was it for me. Yep. It's bad news. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, tight ends. Ugh. Not really nothing to be really over fancy about, huh? Um, it's, a, it's a rough market, man, out there. You know who has, this is getting off of tight ends now. Uh, mm, getting off on those tight ends, huh? Yeah, let's get to the loose ends. Uh, Matt Stafford. What about he's, he's come on really strong these last, ever since Jim Bob Cooter. Well, it's the Cooter, man. I mean, you bring on Jim Bob. Jim Bob knows what he's doing out oh here. Oh, gosh darn. Come on, Jim Bob. Show me how to throw this football right here. Deep. Throw it to Calvin. Well, you're gonna throw it to Golden Tate. You're, you're going to want to slang it to Tate and mm. then right over the top to uh, Calvin Johnson. This is what you're going to do, Matt. 
You're going to pull that arm back real far like. Mm-hmm. Come on, listen to Jim Bob now. Listen no. to Jim Bob now. Now listen to Cooter. You're going to rock <laughs> that ball. You're going to sling it. <laughs> Just throw it up there. He's, but he's played really well, right? Cooter has turned him around, man. If the coaching staff survives, Cooter's there to stay. But he's almost like if the coaching staff doesn't survive, keep Jim Bob around. I, I mean, I think, I think Cooter has solidified himself as a guy that he should definitely be around Matt Stafford. They, they, they have a good connection. Um, you know, offensive coordinator, quarterback is a, is like a big time thing. You need to have good communication there, and they're, they're nailing it. Yeah, I agree. Stafford loves the Cooter. He loves that Jim Bob Cooter mm-hmm. going down with the greatest name in all of football right now. Gosh darn, <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter for mm-hmm. offensive coordinator of the year. I'll tell you what. Second half. Mm-hmm. That is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heard that. Jim Bob. But Stafford, I mean, it's kind of a nice, like, he had, like, really, like, low value there early in the year, but he's kind of, like, made a nice resurgence here. Oh, yeah, he looked like total dog crap at the beginning of the year. I mean, there are people talking about trading Stafford off the Lions, and I'm like, what the what right. I, Oh, I mean, they were talking about that. They were talking about, like, his, his contract expiring and them not even trying to re-sign him and Which stuff. Which is idiot talk. Right. Nobody gets rid of go- no. good, nobody gets rid of okay quarterbacks. Not when there's guys like Josh McCown getting jobs out there. Like, no one's going to give up, give up Matt Stafford. Yeah, and let's see, let's see the fighting table over Colin Kaepernick and RG3 oh, at the end of the year. Good. Come and get him. Come and get him. Please don't end up uh, with us. Now that it is the end of the year, let's talk about a couple guys now that we feel like this was it. This- 2016 was it. Guys that we feel like, if you have them, you either cut them for like a good stash like Tyler Croft, right? Or obviously some of these names you're just gonna want to see what you can get for, right? So you're saying, yeah, we're just gonna either cut them for a guy or or trade them for whatever, basically. Yes, and some like I definitely would not cut no matter what just for like Tyler Croft, but most of these guys I would cut for Tyler Croft. Let's use Tyler Croft as our kind of median point, our measuring stick. Yes, first name on the list, Antonio Gates. That one's close. I mean, he might have a little bit of value next year, but I'd I'd probably cut him loose. I'd rather sit on Tyler Croft. But yeah. I would definitely, I feel like he's on the list where you can actually put his name out there and probably get like a fourth round I was gonna pick say, for him. You might be able to trade. Yeah. And it, you could have got Tyler Croft in the fourth. So there you go. I mean, that's a that's a win-win because then you could trade him for the fourth and maybe still pick up Tyler Croft. Yeah. That's a bon- double and, bonus. Ooh, double the points. Mm-hmm. Double the pleasure. Double the fun. Double the fun. So yeah, Antonio Gates. Thanks for coming. It's been a good ride. It, I mean, it really has. Um, Time to turn the calendar over. Yep. It's, it's the sun has set on his Hall of Fame career. Hall of Fame career. I agree. Yep. Next on, Mr. I'll Punch You in the Face, LeGarrette Blunt. Ah, Blunt. A free man. agent there in New England. Most likely not going to come back. You never know. He always finds his way back there. Blunt man and chronic could but reunite. With Deion Lewis coming back next year, I don't see it happening. Um. Bill Belichick does like the bigger guy to kind of compliment as a thumper, but still, I, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of value to me either way. Nope. Never liked him. He's just one of those names that gets drafted, and I just feel like I would take Tyler Crofting. I would I'd put his name out there for about 30 seconds to see if I got any bites whatsoever. We'll put it put it this way. I drafted that dude as a rookie. Uh-huh. I held him on my roster when he was in Tampa Bay, and and, you know, he actually had a little bit of value then. And then when he got cut from there, I cut him. And I'm not sad at all. Yeah, because you know what to say. If you can't make it in Tampa Bay, somebody, you can't make it anywhere. Somebody picked him up. I'm sure somebody got a couple starts out of him. But to me, he's just wasting a roster spot. Yeah, and, that, and that's that what you he could, is. That you could have somebody better on. 
And there's tons of guys that you have in a roster that you know their name. You got to remember that in Dynasty. Like, you just know their name. Right. So, you're like, you're afraid to cut them because, like, so, ooh, somebody else is going to pick them up. Who cares if somebody picks them right. up? Right. Somebody swooped them up, like, a week later. I was yeah. like, I good luck. Have them, you know. I, like, all these players that we're going to name, I hope somebody picks up and right. starts them versus me. Right. Because then I'm probably going to increase my chance of winning. Right. Because so many people will do that. They'll see a name. You know, all these names on this list, they'll see this name, and they'll be like, ooh, i got to pick him up. Yeah, right. Not even realizing it's much. These these names, even though they might give you something one week out of the 15, it's much better to be patient and sit on a guy like Tyler Croft. Right. You know I totally I mean? agree. Yep. Even like a, any, kind of, any kind of late player, even like a Mike Gillisey, if you can. You know what I mean? Just to sit on these guys and wait and bide your time. Because when the time does come when you do need them, remember, this is Dynasty. This is why you have deep rosters. Even if it's just for this week, it could be a difference between winning and losing a championship because you know what you have in these guys. You can't count on them compared to a rookie who might come in there and be a hot hand in a dice game and clickety-clank yourself to a championship Clickety or even a playoff win, right? Hey, third place is better than sixth place. That's right. Right? They don't give trophies out for them. If you do, it's kind of a weird league. But you probably get some cash. True story. Yeah. I love cash. Mm-hmm. Let's buy a new house, I tell you. You did. I need all the cash you I do. can get. <laughs> need all the cash you can get. I got a pool I got to fill. I don't know what the water bill is going to cost me. Uh, next name, Arian Foster. Um, I mean, if you didn't already think he was in the glue factory, he just kind of showed this year that he can't stay healthy at all. Let so, me check. Yeah. Right, let me check my, let me go to the big board here. The go. number of times that we told you to trade <laughs> Arian Foster comes up to. 200. Nope, 829. Oh, has her. 829. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hopefully you listen to us. The moment he came back, and we're like, sell. After his first game, he does anything, sell. Right. Hopefully you, and we said this right after he got hurt, hopefully you listened, but hopefully you listened. Yeah. If you didn't, literally, just take whatever you can for Arian Foster. Yep. Because guess what? Even if he comes back next year, which he will, he's going to get hurt. There's In, a, indubitably. I mean, there's a 95% chance he's going to get hurt. Yep. And I might be, I might be lowballing it there. You might be, man. Right? Yeah, it, he's just a guy, he's nicked up he can't stay healthy it's it's been his thing for like the past three or four years i think out of all well except for one other guy i think out of all the game names on this list, list i have in front of me i think he's the one that i would not just cut for tyler croft i would see i would trade him for something you can probably get something yeah off name value alone and i would take anything yeah i would take I'd prefer draft picks. I'd rather gamble myself on something because nobody's going to give you a player that they think has upside anyways. If you can't, now, I no, I take that back. I bet somebody out there would give you a player with upside for Arian Foster. Depends on the on the team. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, don't, I wouldn't. Per- <laughs> no, we're not telling. That's what, well, we're champions. <laughs> we're champions. We don't, do, we don't make silly moves like that. Right. We don't trade Monty Balls for Le'Veon Bell straight up. We don't do stuff like that. Come on, dude. It's, well, one of us doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but he's somebody I think you could still probably get a little, eke a little bit more value out of, you know, and even maybe not now, maybe later, closer to draft day. Man, you're pushing it. You're pushing it if you got that guy still on your roster. Well, nobody's cutting Arian Foster. Yeah, I guess you're right. You wouldn't cut Arian Foster. Don't lie. You would not cut Arian Foster. No, I probably wouldn't cut him, but I I would take anything for him. Yes. Now here now now everybody in the list of cuts here. Now there's a couple other guys that I wouldn't cut. But Andre Johnson. Cut him. Cut him. I have him. I've had him his whole career. Yep. Except for his first rookie years after I traded for him his second year, come off the injury. Sorry, AJ, I gotta make room for my taxi squad players. Yeah, dude. It's just it's to that point, man. Yeah. He's 
He literally falls in a category you shouldn't even bother trying to trade. Just pick up Tyler Croft before somebody else listens to the podcast. Right. Uh, Frank Gore. You can trade Frank Gore. I think I, I was going to say, I think I could trade him. I have him. I don't think I would just drop him for nothing. You know what Frank Gore is going to go down as? In the Dynasty Nerds League, I drafted him his, his rookie year. I drafted him. He's going to go down as the guy that got traded the most. The most. Yeah. I've owned him twice. <laughs> I've owned him twice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've traded him to you twice, I uh, believe. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, I, anytime I ever think of Frank Gore, if he makes the Hall of Fame, I'll, I always think of, wow, that guy is, uh, is loose. All right, he's been around the league. Yeah, he has been around, dude. He gets in around. the Dynasty Nerds League. He's like, he's always been traded, but he's always been consistent as well. Like he's always helped you, right? But he's like never. Besides this year, he helped you win a championship. He's never kind of been that guy that's like going to put you over the top. He's Just never. Consistent. Yeah, you can't ride Frank Gore to a championship, but you can plug him in and. And look, you did twelve yeah. years later. No kidding. Twelve year was this eleventh year in the league or twelfth year he's been in the league? He's old, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's old. I don't. I can't um, even count that high anymore. Anquan Bolden. Um. Yeah, Bolton's done, man. Yeah, you can cut him for anything, right? Yeah, I'd cut. I I, I would. I, I feel I like would. he he falls under the category. That you might be able to get something for Bolden. Yeah, you might be. I mean, but not much. Dude. Even it's like, but like a like he falls in that category. You're, you're getting like a super late pick, like a fifth. Right. Maybe you can get gamble on like a running back there, trying to get you like you know. I mean, guys like Thomas Rawls went that. You know, oh, yeah, you could have got Thomas Rawls for a fifth. So yep. yeah. So if you say, "What well, do I even want a fifth? Hell yeah, you do. Throw a dart, man. Yeah, that's when you gamble on like that. Running back, there. right? You, you throw, know, throw a dart. I, I mean, in our league, you got you got his rights for another two years. You know, whatever. That's right. And you take you these you young running backs. Right. You don't have to put them up on your, your taxi squad, and all you, you just, they help you win one game in the playoffs because they were an emergency start, like Mike Gillisey, right, for example. Right. And you played him because you had him. He's like everyone else was hurt. You probably won. He had a nice game. That's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, give me a couple names you got over there. Um, I came up with Percy Harvin, man. I don't. I really don't think that guy's got any value anymore. Nope. He might even come back. He might not even come back. You're right. He's, they, they've talked about him retiring and everything. But have you been able to play Percy Harvin for the past three years? Nope. No. No. Not at all. Yeah, Cause he's because you can't count on him. He's cuttable. Yeah, I guarantee. And I'd say this: I bet he. I bet out of all a lot of these names on the list, I bet he's on the free agency wire in a lot of leagues. Do you? I bet. I bet of all the guys we pretty much name here, besides one of these guy quarterbacks here, or another tight end, I feel like I bet I could see Percy Harvin and all the guys we're talking about. People like, oh, he's already on the free agency list, right? Which even more proves our point. Exactly. Moving on. Um, this is a guy that you mentioned that I was kind of, eh, but uh, Vincent Jackson. Yeah, you I traded he, him a couple of years. You ago. think he's done, huh? I think he's been done for like two years now. Vincent Jackson, his whole career for me has just been up and down. A guy you can never rely on. He's always been spy. He'll have a twenty point game and a sixteen point, and then he'll have like an eight point game, a four point game, and then a twenty point game. Like he, I feel like his total numbers at the end are really uh, deceiving. I understand that. Um, I think you might be a little bit too close to this situation. I don't think he's got zero value, or you want to cut him. He's just, I don't know, man. He's, he's. I think feel like he's old enough now. Uh, again, he's been in the league for like eleven years, man. I know. I think this might be the last time you can trade him for something. Yeah, I don't think you. Sh- I don't think there's a guy that you just drop. No, I felt. You no, know, I agree with you on that. I okay. think he's a guy that you could trade. Right. But I'm saying take what you can because I think he is toast. I mean, he's got the injury bug. It's not coming back. Mike Evans is the guy there. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they go get another receiver there right. and have a bay for Jameis Winston. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. I can see Vincent Jackson. I honestly, I swear, don't. I would not be surprised if he's cut in the offseason, like a, a salary cap number cut. Right. Right. I can see Vincent Jackson being a free agent. Maybe he'll pop up somewhere where he could do better. Maybe he won't. He's going to be too much of a question mark. Maybe do hold on to see what happens in the offseason because maybe he gets cut 
and then gets signed somewhere that will maybe perk the ears of another owner. But once that happens, that's when I'm selling. So I might hold off until uh, maybe cuts in the NFL. Just to kind of right, give a couple right, months. Right. But before the season starts, there's a team that needs a receiver. He, this is where he falls, like the, the beginning of right. next year. I'm trading Vincent. I mean, Jackson. I, I agree that his his talent has completely declined, and and he's not worth like a consideration in your starting lineup every week. But I think you can still trade. I think he has value. I, I guess that's where I see him. Next, and next guy, unfortunately, um, doesn't have much value at all. He's been on my team since his rookie year. His whole career, he's been on my team. And I'm probably going to have to cut him next year, Mr. Rowdy White. Thanks for coming. It's been a hell of a ride. He will be in my ring of honor. Oh, yeah. Andre Johnson's going to my ring of honor. Yeah. Him, Reggie Wayne, and LT are yeah. the only ones there. Right. But uh, Rowdy, it was a fun ride. But this ride ended a long time ago. It, I could use Roddy last year a little bit here and there. This year, he was unusable. Did you use Roddy White last year? Yeah, actually. I did. did you win a game with him? Yeah, I had to use him a couple times, and I and I won. I put him in just when I had good matchups. I used him a couple times, not this year, but last year. I'm going to go dig back in the in the vault and you see. You can go look in the vault. When you did start him, what did he do for you, and did you win? A championship is all that matters. <laughs> I won a championship last year. That's all that matters, and Roddy contributed. He's in my ring of honor. Yes, I'm having a hard time letting go, and yes, I'm going to have to do it at some point. Thanks. It was a fun ride, but 2015 is the end of the road for Roddy White. It is. It is. Next on the list. Um, Heath Miller. I mean, I think that guy kind of fell off about two years ago, three years ago, but I guess we're making it official here, nail in the coffin. Yeah, done. Glue factory. You can't get anything for him. Give me Tyler Croft. You can cut him. Yeah, I'd rather have... Give me Jesse James. Yeah, absolutely. Over Heath Miller. Yep. I'd much rather... He's another name I'd stash. That's a good one. Somebody I was, like, really down on. Jesse James, tight end Pittsburgh. Stash him. Yeah, he's worth it. Dennis Pitta. Dennis Pitta, unfortunately, will never come back from his hip injuries. I was at that game where he did it, and I looked over. I was with Hurricane Mike, and I told him, I was like, I was like Dennis Pitta will never play another game. After I saw the injury, I knew what it was right away. And I, I looked over, and I said, Dennis Pitta will never play another snap in the NFL again. He's like, you think so? I'm like, I know so. Like, he barely came back from a hip injury as it was. Right. So he is done. He falls in that category. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on everybody's waiver wire as it is. I agree with that. Um, next guy. Um, Marcus Colson. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. You had a heck of a year. I mean, a heck of a career for, especially for a like a what what round draft pick was he? Was he was he seventh, seventh round draft pick out of Hofstra. Right. You know what I always run. Uh, Marcus Colson is when I think of his name for the rest of my life. I think of some people winning championships because he came in as a wide receiver slash tight end. Yeah, in that's mo- what I remember. In most fantasy formats, I lost a championship game because yeah. somebody played him at tight end. Yeah. Because Yahoo had it all jacked up and had him listed as a tight end slash receiver. Yeah. And the dude was a wide receiver all year long. Right. And he put up like over a thousand yards at the yep. tight end position mm-hmm. and like eight or nine touchdowns. And I lost. Yep. That's why I always remember Marcus Colson is. I've always had a beef with him ever since then. I don't blame him. And you. I've never drafted him. Right. Screw you, Marcus. I'll remember that back in 19 or 2007, whenever it was. Whenever the heck it was, right. Yeah. Some people ask me where the beef is. That's where it, it's where in New Orleans. The beef. <laughs> there it is. Man. But he's done. I'd be surprised if he's there next year in New Orleans, anyways. Yeah, he's probably making an over, you know, overblown salary for what he's doing there, and they're in like really bad cap trouble. So Nick Foles. I think I think we can put a nail in Nick Foles. He 
gave it his all. And was there ever a piece of wood to even put the nail into? I don't know. I mean, I think there was something like in Philadelphia, but as soon as he went over, he looked like dog crap, man. True. Once he Jimmy, got into a normal Jimmy Graham. So, I mean, I know that you're kind of ready to put the nail in Jimmy Graham's coffin a little bit, but I don't think I'm there yet, man. I know, I know that's a pretty bad injury and it's going to be tough, really tough to come back from. Um, but I, I, I think he, I think he's going to make it back. I'm, I'm ready to put the nail in the coffin. I'm ready to dig the hole. I'm ready to grow the roses to throw on the coffin. I'm ready to bury the hole after I put the coffin in the hole. Um, so I'm, I'm just, uh, I know we're talking Jimmy Graham here, um, but I, I just came across a little something. Um, the Eagles Dude. have fired Chip Kelly. We have breaking news? Breaking news. No way. Yeah. God, there was some bad blood there, huh? Uh, apparently, man. Pat Shermer is going to serve as the interim head coach. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, Pat Shermer's getting a second go at it which is pretty much terrible. Um, they also uh, fired their VP of player personnel. So, I mean, um, by the time our podcast comes out, this is not going to be breaking stuff, but just to let you guys know this is breaking as we're doing the podcast. Wow, that's crazy. That um, is a stunner, huh? So, yeah, that's pretty stunning. Um, wow, I guess is all I can say about that. I wonder if he, like, he's been talking, like, I'm going to college. I'm going back to college. I mean, it it might be one of those things, and this is probably the time to, to do it, do if it. you're going to get out now. For him, like for a college coach to go back, I think it's actually kind of late almost. You know what killed him? Trying to be GM, too. Trying to be GM, too. Yeah, that's dumb, dude. Right. Let a GM be a GM coach to team. Definitely we have intricate offense like him. Do you think he'll be back in the NFL next year? No. I do not either. No, I don't. Those college guys never work out, do they? Um, I really thought Chip Kelly was going to, but no, they don't. Me, too. Wow. Stunner. Stunner. Yeah. Almost as stunner as how Jimmy Graham is, I'm telling you to sell. Yeah, I guess so, man. Only because, dude, um, nobody's ever come back from Patella tendon here. Nobody's ever done it. I understand. He's also in a bad offense for a tight end. I know he came out at the end of the year. But he has such, I mean, he's, he's, he's older. He's not old, but right. he is older, man. He's like 27. He's in a bad offense. If he does come back, it's going to take, it won't even be 2017 where he's going to be productive. It'd be 2018, most likely, where you'd get your value back on him. No, it's not going to be 2016. It's going to be 2017 if he gets back. Time goes by so fast. Yeah, you're, you're, you're jumping. But you year. know what I mean? Like, right. Even like if you're waiting for him to do anything next year, he won't be ready until mid-season next year. Right. You know what I mean? But then he's got to get reacclimated by the time the fan- By that time, the fantasy season's over. Maybe not the NFL season, but the fantasy season's over. Then you're really going to the 2017 on Jimmy Graham. He's even two years older now at this point. For me, I'm kind of letting like this injury kind of you know dissipate in the background of people's heads. Jimmy Graham's still going to be high in a lot of dynasty rankings. I know I moved him down significantly in mine, uh, but I'm selling. I feel like you can probably whatever you can get. Like if I can somehow throw a player in with Jimmy Graham and get a first round pick, I'm happy with that. Maybe even try and get like Gary Barnage and something back. Big, you know what I mean? Big play, Gare. I'd be honestly, I with Jimmy Graham. I, if I can somehow finagle Gary Barnage off somebody with another player and like get something back, like maybe I can get Gary Barnage in a second for Jimmy Graham. Right, right. I am doing that in a second. Well, I mean, second. obviously, you're going to get better returns next year out of Gare Bear. That's what, I'm Jimmy taking Graham. that. Right. I'd rather take one good year for sure of Gary Barnage, maybe two more years. He's under a three year contract than the gamble. The low odds I have of Jimmy Graham coming back and being successful. I agree. Not right. only is it hard enough to come back and be just come back. It's going to be way harder to come back and be ex- successful because that takes away a lot of your explosion. Right. And then the last guy I think this one's easy, Payne Manning. Payne Manning, yeah. Now, yeah obviously, glue factory. Um, 
figurative, literally just glue factories. Wow. So. So Chip Kelly, uh, maybe DeMarco Murray will actually be able to run the ball next true. year. True. I'm actually like now, like I'm all excited. This podcast is over to go like put the kids to bed and like dig into this and go I, on Twitter. I know. Unfortunately, yeah, we don't have time to jam it in the end of this podcast. Maybe um, I'll talk about it a little bit in my solo act. Oh, yeah. that That's perfect. Um, I don't need you. Dude. I'm going solo. Talk about how DeMarco Murray is going to have value next year now. F that. It's kind of weird. Like we were like, oh, it's the last, you know, it's week, the end of the season. We're going to do the podcast on today. Now we have stuff lined up for the future, but it's kind of like, let's just gloat about how we're champions. <laughs> so we did that a little bit. All right. We dropped some nuggets on, you know, guys that kind of, you know, tight end knowledge there. We talked about a lot, I feel like. Uh, I think we did cover an, an awful lot, actually. This is one of the longest episodes of the year. Uh, who knew? Not me. Yeah, me neither. We talked about shirts. We did. Uh, so remember, if you have a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, you already bought one, I'm going to buy one for you out of my own pocket, out of my RSO winnings. Reality, you can think realitysportsonline.com. Uh, always use the Nerds reference code. I know we're going to do a whole show on that coming up at the end of February to pimp them because they have a really good website. I think that promo code still works. Just let them know that you heard from dynastynerds.com. Uh, it's, a, it's an auction league. Yep. Those guys are awesome over there. I had a really good time doing it. Uh, I won. Can't believe it. F Matt. All hey, the RSO guys get that one. All the RSO guys get that. But if at the beginning of the year I was like, hey, future Matt, you're not going to have your starting quarterback from the beginning of the year. You're not going to have Odell Beckham for the championship game. And you're not going to have Des Bryant for most of the year. But you're still going to get second place. I'd be like, all right, past Matt. That's cool with me. If you would have looked at, thought the future rich and said, future rich, you're going to win RSO league. I looked at you right back in the eye and say, Damn right I am. <laughs> Even though I was really skeptical of uh, my league. Big shout out to D'Angelo Williams for carrying me through that league. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so shout out to Reality Sports me. Online for advertising with the site, promoting this, the, the league. Um, so tweet at me a picture of you in your Dynasty Nerd shirt, your old one. Well, there's no new ones out yet. Right. Uh, or email me if you don't use Twitter, rich at, rich at DynastyNerds.com, a picture of you in your shirt. And I will pick one of you guys and send you a new shirt uh, in that shirt. And if you want one, Check again, again, dynastynerds.com. Check them out; they're awesome. And tell us, tell us what color you want. Yeah, let us know. If you like email, the black? Yeah, yeah. Well, on the, on the email, you got to let e- us know. On the email or the tweet, uh, hashtag you know black, hashtag gray, yeah. hashtag whatever color. I, I feel mean, like they're all going to pick black because they already have gray shirts. Well, you never know. But you never. I'm telling you guys, though, I can't say this enough. It's not like a hard sell. We made this decision on purpose because uh, we had to raise the price the shirts for us cost more money so right. we had to price, raise the price just uh four dollars i think that's it they're still phenomenally priced for the quality of shirt but this is literally the best shirt you could possibly buy it's pretty in pimp. the world pretty so pimp. support the podcast by dynasty nerds t-shirt on dynastynerds.com if you want to help us out for free which you should do this as well is get on itunes give us a rating and review helps us more than we could possibly say uh, helps the podcast out a ton. And if you just want to help make a monetary uh, donation to the site, get on DynastyNerds.com, click the donate button, and throw us any cash you want to. I know you guys got some cards uh, stuffed with some cash on Christmas. <laughs> so is this the first show after Christmas? Uh, yeah. You have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas, man. Me too. Very yeah. happy. Yeah. Kids they, love that they're going to Disney World. Kids, man. They make it. Yes, they do. So uh, that's a good, again, remember, all money that comes to the site directly goes back into the site. We have a lot of things behind the scenes here we are working on. Uh, to make 2016 even better year, to be a one-stop shop for dynasty information. Again, we are doing everything we can here to make your dynasty experience the best it could possibly be, and to get to the point where me and Matt were today. 
and that's to win a championship. Championship. Because that's yeah. what we do. Absolutely. And not just one, like Matt did, back-to-back championships. Uh, that's our whole goal here. Uh, hopefully, now the season's over, hopefully we helped you get, accomplish that goal. And if not, if you didn't accomplish that goal, which I got a lot of these tweets as well, hopefully we got you one step closer. Right. Hopefully, hopefully we added some blocks onto that roster that next year you can take that other step. Because remember, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. It is a process. You got to build this team. You know, you're Rome, in dumps. Rome Matt, wasn't built in a day. And, that, you know, Matt built his team. He, he suffered for a couple of years there, and he did a lot that we talked about, and we'll talk about in the future as well. We'll probably do a whole episode about how you blew yours up to come back-to-back champs. Absolutely. But remember, it's a process. Don't make rash decisions. Don't be selling Allison Aguilar for third-round picks. Even though Chip Kelly just got fired. Yep. Doesn't matter. Well, in the meantime, I'm going to go uh, swim in all the cash I won from all the leagues this year. Yeah, me too. Woo. And uh, that's it, guys. So next week I'll be in Disney World. We'll have a short episode next week, but I'll be, we'll all be back after that, next week after that. And guess who's coming back? Who? Mike. Get out of here. He's been gone all season. If you start listening, you have no idea who Mike is. He did a podcast for a year and a half. He's great. He's really good, yeah. He's very knowledgeable. He had a kid, so he disappeared for the last four months. Yeah, four or five months, whatever. But uh, he's going to be back for uh, the off season. I can't wait to get Mike back. What we, we will have to do, I know I think about it, we'll have to do a whole episode of like what Mike thought of the season. Hell yeah. He's got a lot to say. Hashtag free Mike. Free Mike. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Uh, and happy new year to all. Happy new year's, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.